We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, dude, you're drinking iced tea. It's the morning. It's a work week, uh, work day. Yeah. How are you Something doing with horrible that? Happened because I know me. you, the first thing Andrew. you said is you're out of Something off. horrible. Yes, go ahead. You Happened to me. Yes. Like, this is tragic. How are you handling it? And, and I'm probably going to yeah. have to go, go to counseling for this, but- I'm out of coffee, and my new coffee Dude. doesn't arrive until Saturday. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is tragic. I just thought when I'm out of coffee, it's like, okay, I'm going to the store right now like or, to, or this afternoon because I can go tea for a while. But I'm not going to let it lie like a couple days, dude. Like, you can't are buy you gonna, my coffee anymore. Are you going to... Well, dude. <laughs> I used to be able to buy it at the what? grocery store and they See? don't carry it anymore. Uh, so now I'm stuck. You can't buy my coffee. Bro, if you're all the way out of coffee, just go get some Folgers. Like it no, doesn't matter, man. You it just does. you it just get matter. a coffee. This is I'll what just, this is what cream and sugar is for. You cover up that bad flavor and you just get I the don't coffee. like cream and that's sugar. That's how though. this that's works. my problem. <laughs> oh I like no. iced coffee. You only like, like it black? Yeah, mm. iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Is, you got to be particular about that stuff. I don't want any of that uh, yeah. cold brew crap. Yeah. I want iced <laughs> coffee. I want it drip uh, coffee dude. that has been put in the refrigerator. Yep. That's what I want. But no, apparently I'm not <laughs> the allowed Starbucks to have it. Way. The Starbucks, Starbucks way. The Starbucks way. No, well, you're not. I have a meeting Saturday. tomorrow morning at Starbucks, so tomorrow's covered. Right. And then I just have to figure out Friday okay. and Saturday. Which, yes. let's be honest, dude. probably Hang just going more trips to Starbucks. Yeah. Which is thankful for uh, me. Like I live less than good. five minutes from Starbucks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. And it that used like to be pre-podcast days and pre-COVID days. That was just your every day. Like you hit Starbucks true. pretty much every day. You were like Numerous their best customer, or like. Yeah, well, it didn't help that where you worked was like I don't know a quarter mile from a Starbucks, and there was another one on your drive to uh, work. So it was like, yeah, every day only, you were just. I actually only went work. certain ways to work to make sure I drew drove by a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, I get just it. Just in case I, I had the urge. Well, dude, some Starbucks. But here's the problem. Yeah. Here's, here's I know. The, here's yeah. the heartbreaking mm-hmm. part. What's my iced coffee yes. comes in, and technically my iced coffee is a cold brew, but it tastes more like iced coffee than cold brew. Uh, it's in a box, and it's like, I don't know, a gallon of iced coffee. I don't know how much is in this box. Uh, but there's like a, it's like a, it's like a slap the bag wine kind of thing. Um, you know, box and wine, okay. it looks just mm-hmm. like that. So inside mm-hmm. there's a bag and there's a, that's awesome. And all that stuff. The problem is yeah. you can't see it. So when you go to fill it up, they can, uh, oh, yeah. You don't know some, when you're give almost me some out. coffee. It's it's just nothing comes out of oh. it, or a little trickle. It just happened today, and I was like, I got a shot of coffee, and that was all. You was get left. one little sip, dude. That's rough. That's rough. I can't do. All right, I know we got to dive in because I have to leave a little earlier than planned. But let me just say, with two tiny children, I just can't, dude. Like I respect that you're like. 
I'm just going without coffee today and I'm going to make it work for the next couple days till this thing gets here on Saturday. Because in my world, I'm just like, no, like the house is on fire. I'm going to be a bad dad if I don't uh, figure this out. Because I usually don't don't tell anybody, but I take the, the majority of early mornings, you know, because Jana gets a lot of like having to do stuff in the middle of the night. So I probably get like one or two sleep-ins a week and try to give her four to five days uh, where she can get a little extra morning rest. So, dude, I'm up at well, like morning rest every like, day. Jana doesn't get up until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock most days. Like yeah, morning yeah. rest. No, no, no. More like 7.30, you know? But like getting that extra hour. Um, but, dude, like it's not like I'm just awake and like – like waking up it's like i'm awake with two tiny people demanding pancakes and maple syrup and like very specific breakfasts who are uh highly emotional and ready to shout at me about the smallest thing because they're hangry and under five and i'm like you guys make this really hard i need coffee or i'm gonna be a bad dad like, Do I just you, are you are I you typically wait, like so. weary of people that don't drink coffee? Like, are you a little guarded around I, them because you're like, mm, there's something off about this person? Yeah, because I yeah, guess. like man, like there, I am just like, are you sure you're okay? Like, you drink orange juice every morning. Yeah, you drink apple juice. That's They're your like, just ritual. Water. You just drink, just drink water. water. Like, like you just. You drink a, a mug of hot water. I'm like, dude. Oh, that's really. I'll buy you a coffee maker. Are you okay? Like, <laughs> tea do you people, need tea people. What's going like, on? Tea people are a little bit better yeah. than non-coffee yeah. drinkers, but still, like, they're probably pumping. They are. They, they probably are. walk and around like, with their pinky you know, out at all times. Um, like, yeah. We're, and we're if you're British, for- like, if you live in the UK and you're a tea person, or you live in Thailand and you're a tea person, I'm like, I understand. Like, that's. That's what you do. Yes, if you're British, you do look down on us slightly as Americans and think but, like, "How dare you won the war, drink your coffee so that way?" Kiss my butt. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, even Stephen. <laughs> you keep your tea. We got our coffee. Like it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, there's a little bit of like, are you okay when you when people have a weird substitute for coffee or tea in the morning? I'm like, I'm not sure if I trust you. It's like wearing a belt and suspenders. Um, you know, like, dude, which one do you really need both to do you not trust your pants that much that you need double coverage? Or like, are you sure you don't like coffee? How many times have you tried coffee? How many times have you tried tea? Because there's a billion flavors and types. And are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You there's and I should. Fair amount, as I think I'm about, glad. There's a fair amount of people around me that don't drink coffee. Uh, what in the world? Which man? probably says something about the type of company that I keep. That's probably not good. No, no. Yeah, mm, I no, probably no. get new friends. No. Oh, yeah. dude, what yeah, are we... You should we, ditch uh, those ones. What are we talking about today? Dude, we're nearly wrapped with this series, as crazy as it sounds. So a while back, if you're just... if uh, Josh, if you're forgetful or people listening from Germany, if you're tuning in from the first time, um, we've been talking about attributes of God, things that we know to be true about God, like who he is, 
Uh, and, and then we try to get real practical with how to, how to like make that a part of your daily walk with the Lord, um, that understanding. So we've been talking the last couple weeks about God being all knowing, um, that he knows everything omniscient would be the like church word, um, that he is all powerful. Um, I forget the, the word for that one. And then that he is this week we're going to talk about um, all present, like God is is everywhere, all at once, essentially at the same time, which is hard to comprehend. All of this stuff is a little hard to comprehend, but we've talked about God being uh, hope and love and power and all sorts of things in this, and um, we're real close to wrapping up this series, and we're going to be going toward. Um, really working slowly through the Lord's Prayer and um, and what we can pull out of that. But before we get there today, we're going to be talk about God being all present and present always in all things. So maybe just before we go into like some Bible verses and real intentional stuff about that, um, what are your first takes of like God being God being all all knowing or, or all present? I'm sorry. I'm still tired working on my coffee. Yeah, I think it's, man, I, I think it's more than just being all present. Though, like, you know, God is actively talking to me at the same time he's actively talking to who knows, a hundred thousand, a million people um, all over the world. Like, there's a mind boggling piece of that, speaking in all different languages. Um, I think the fact that, you know, I think one thing we I know we've talked about this a hundred times on the podcast just because it boggles our minds, but um, the fact that you know we live on a timeline, right? We have a we have a start and an end date of this life, and yeah. you know, yeah. God's not us, so God doesn't live on a timeline. Um, though God interacts with our timeline, right? He created humanity, He created the timeline, um, but God is kind of outside of it all, so God can be as much present today right now in this moment as he's right now in this moment at the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, so there's like that mind set of like, God is so beyond our comprehension and understanding, um, yeah. that hopefully, and I think this is where we landed last week. Hopefully it gives you comfort of like, God's got this. Of course he does. Like he's, it's bigger than he's bigger than all of this. Um, rather than, you know, my God is weak or my God can't come through or my God won't yeah. do like all those different types of things that you could be in. If, if God was just a vending machine to you, then that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? That's fair. And, and yeah, we've talked about it a bunch of times, but those are, you know, those are important things to know. And I, uh, this idea, like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to understand a little bit to me or a lot bit to me because you and I operate on time. <laughs> like we know when the sun rises, we know when the sun sets, like that's day. Um, we know when it's dark, that's even that's night, like simple stuff like that. It's like, yeah, God is, is aware of time. He's aware of space, but he's just as present with you in this moment, whether we're talking uh, or not, as he is with me. And it's like, it's hard to understand because like, I can be, you know, looking at the screen, talking to you or sitting across the table, 
obviously at a coffee shop talking to you nowhere else not a tea shop nothing like that and and i can be like shops is that a thing i'm sure somebody does yeah (laughs) yeah it is a thing uh but we can but like i can be that's hilarious you don't know and super american of you to be like is that even a thing um but like (laughs) say like a thing Uh, here not like a thing around the world where they drink tea before coffee like i would get that (laughs) so funny uh, um yeah man like i can be fully present and engaged or mainly present and engaged in a conversation with you or like playing with my kids or hanging out with a friend or talking to jana or whatever like i can be pretty present probably not 100 because that's hard for me to do because i'm a little adhd but I can be pretty present with one or two or a small group of people at one time, but I can't be present with everyone I know at one time. Like, even if everybody was on one Zoom call or whatever in one place, all the people I knew in the whole world, like, I can probably give my attention to one or two of them, you know? But God is like, God's not confined by the things that confine me, like lack of focus or minutes in a day like he doesn't exist he's not bound by time in the way that we are he created time you know so it's like he's inside when he chooses and outside when he chooses it's very confusing um but if we're gonna say he's the god of all things then time is one of those things space is one of those things presence is one of those things so the fact that we can have this like personal relationship with the God creator of all things um, is mind blowing, you know, in and of itself, a, a personal relationship, like one to one, he speaks to me, he speaks to you, he speaks to each person that that follows him, and, and probably those who don't as well, I would assume, because um, he's over all things and over all creation. So anyway, man, it's just like, it's one of those things that I wrestle to really have any like I can have some head knowledge of it um like I've been talking about in the last few minutes but that doesn't mean I actually like understand it because because I'm limited and and I'm like you know my presence is is not infinite it's not omnipresent um like God's truly is so um yeah man it's it's a little hard to relate to but it's one of those things it's it's a way that we can understand more fully um, that God is like God. He's not, he's not human. He's not just another one of us. Like God is, is above um, in all the ways that we can imagine. It's like an analogy I've heard talked about a lot is like, you can make a chess board, you know, like somebody invented chess, uh, the game, somebody made the first board and the first pieces and all the rules and then taught somebody how they wanted to play it. And that happened. And like that person is like, you know, the original chess master, whatever the title is like they're, Oh, they under they created the game. Their chess wasn't. And then it was because somebody like made it that way and decided on the rules. But God created all things. And like, He's over all things in the same way the chess master, the first one that made it 
figured out like, yeah, these are the characters we should have on the board. These are the rules that have to happen. Like they set the parameters of what chess is like God did that with the world, but it's at a scale that we can't really understand. He's like, yeah, this is how time works. This is how light works. This is how sound works. This is what water is. This is what a gazelle is. This is what a person is. This is how they're made in my image. Like, and on top of that, I can be present with every person all at once because I deeply desire relationship with them. And I'm going to pave the way to do that. So anyway, man, I know I've been rambling for a few minutes, but that's like, that's my long first take is that it's just like, it's, it's cool to understand. It's really hard to deeply understand because you and I are bound by things that God simply is not, you know, he's, he's over those things. Yeah. And I think too, like there's, um, and maybe this has come across as we've talked about, you know, especially these big picture things of God, like, you know, Andrew and I both struggling to put words to what it is because it's in some ways it's beyond our comprehension. And even the things that we do understand, um, it's still difficult to explain. Um, so that there's, there's definitely those things going on and just shows the vastness of who God is. But what, as Andrew was talking, I just had thought of like God being everywhere. Like, I just think, you know, so many people have tried to run from God and, and physically can't get away from him. Now, spiritually, they, they definitely can, right? Like, um, um, sorry, I'm trying to think of a reference off the top of my head. I think it's Isaiah. Um, doesn't Isaiah say something to the extent of, I wish I knew where this was because of your iniquities, uh, you're separated from God. Um, your sins have hidden his face from you and you can't hear yeah. his voice. Um, searching it right now for everyone. Isaiah 59. Um, so like there's that piece, like you, you can be separated and removed from God, right? Like evil and God don't coexist in the same place. Um, though when right. God's presence come in, like it breaks apart that evil. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just think of like those that, that run from God, like the reality is, can, can you really ever run far enough from God? Probably not. I think of Psalm 139. Mm. Uh, we'll start with verse seven. You know, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Mm. If I go to the heavens, you were there. If I make my beds in the depths, you were there. If I rise with the wings of the dawn, they settle mm-hmm. on the far side of the sea. Even um, there, your hands will guide me. Um, your right hand will hold me fast. And I think too, like just with this idea that like, you know, maybe you're in a season where, where you know God, uh, but you've been kind of distant or running from, from a while. Um, the reality is like, you can always turn right back around. Um, he's right there. Um, it's yeah. not this, you know, long direct, you know, um, journey that that's going to take you to get back to that place. Um, right. Like he's going to open his arms and run to you. Like, um, you know, he ran to the prodigal son, um, right there. There's that right. piece. Like there's these obstacles that you now have to overcome to get back to God. You can get back to God and then deal with the junk of your life, um, with God. <clears throat> so I think there's that piece too of like, mm-hmm. uh, I think we as humans think we have more power than we actually do in terms of like creating yeah. boundaries or, or buffers around us. So God can't enter into these places. But the reality is um, like he's around. He's, he's not, he hasn't gone anywhere. You're, you're not pushing God out of America, yeah. right? God's presence dwells here. Not because right. of America is good or bad. Right. None of that matters, but because 
you know, God's people dwell here. Uh, just like God's people yeah. dwell in China. You might be, you Africa might be choosing and, not to, you might be choosing personally not to listen to God's voice or to do the opposite of what, you know, he's calling you to do. Like God gives us, I believe the freedom to make those choices pretty much all the time. You know, um, I believe he made us in a free will realm to choose relationship or not choose relationship with him. Um, but, uh, man, one, I'm sorry, I just like cut in as you were talking, but one, one crazy thing I remember from theology one, which I never took theology two, um, but in college, I, as an elective, I went to a Christian school, Indiana Wesleyan, and, uh, I was like, I'm going to take theology one and like, just learn about it. That seems fascinating. And uh, one thing that always stuck with me was the, uh, the professor described hell as um, the place where God chooses to fully withdraw his presence, um, which is kind of crazy, you know, Um, like that, that idea of like, this is a place where God could be present chooses not to like chooses to say like no no form of my presence will be there like and that is what hell is i don't know if that looks like fire or ice or a cave or whatever like i don't know there's been tons of thoughts of what it looks like or what it is um and there, the bible talks some about some of what that separation from god looks like but regardless one thing that that seems to make a lot of sense is where it's like no no part of the goodness of God is present in that place. And like you and I live in a, in a place God created that is like filled with things that glorify God. Yes. He allows evil to be here. He allows horrible things to happen here and people to choose to follow him or not. But man, like you look around, like you're next to the Rocky Mountains. I'm next to this like beautiful woods on a very small East Coast mountain. And I'm doing like air quotes, you know, on on what that is compared to Colorado. But it's like, I can just look at, at the beauty of the sunlight in the woods and the flower blooming and like the beauty that is early spring here and just see like, man, God is like, awesome. (laughs) Like he made things that are so beautiful and intricate and the system of like all the animals and bugs and things all have a purpose, um, that, that it like, it's so intricate and it's made clearly with love. Like not everything around is like designed to hurt me or, or anything like that. It's actually designed to be like a wonderful place to live. And, Man, you can look out your window when you're driving to Starbucks later today uh, or tomorrow morning or whatever. You can look at like Pikes Peak and the Rocky Mountains and just like the glory of God is like just present, even in the physical way that the, the world is made. And to me, like I've, I've always loved spending time outside, spending time camping, being in nature, hiking, doing all that stuff, because the, like I just feel like when I'm in nature and and enjoying things that God created, um, I can understand his presence just a little bit more or feel it a little bit more closely 
he's always here. He's always present with us. Um, you know, like Matthew eighteen twenty. a lot of people have talked about this um, or preached on it, but it's like for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Um, realistically, it's like where you are, God is present if you choose to to engage him or look for him. But that's a promise, you know? It doesn't need to be a church gathering of, of 5,000 people to um, have God decide to show up and be present. It's like, man, two or three. Like, <laughs> when you're in conversation and you're uh, bringing glory to God with what you're talking about, he's present. When you're in conversation and you're not, he's present too. Like, when you're gathered in his name, God is is ready to show up. Um with you. And when you're like, we've talked about prayer so much, man, but when you are directing your folk, the focus of your heart towards God in prayer, like he's present. That's what the Holy Spirit is. Like it's God's presence. And, um, I I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm going with that other than to say like, God is present and you can see it. I can see it, you know, through the, the way he created things but I also see it in the way he created us, you know? So yeah, man. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking like those, those are in in a place right now where they're struggling to recognize God's presence in their life. Um, they keep asking the question, where is God? Um, why couldn't it be like, you know, um, you know, the, the days of the tabernacle and the temple where God's presence dwelled uh, in the Holy of Holies. And you could see the, you know, the, the flame of fire at night and the smoke in the the day. Um, You know, at least I would know God is there, but the reality with that thinking is like, sure, you would know God is there, but you would know that God is over there, not like with you. Right. Like, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's mm-hmm. I think it's important to just remember, like you gotta remember Jesus was named Emmanuel, right? Like God with us. So mm-hmm. God at, at some point mm-hmm. was creator being um that wasn't necessarily distant, like he, he was in and around creation, but relationally, like you didn't have the same access to him. Um so he sent Jesus to be the physical representation of him, um, to live this life, um, so we'd have, you know, that God with us experience. So I think there's that piece of like, I think all too often too, I was just thinking like, we don't need God's presence, right? Like, mm. you know, the the comfort of that, um, I think oftentimes we supplement with other relationships. Um, so those are always enough. Like we don't, not saying separate yourself from relationship, like that's not the point. But I, I think there's this piece of like, we oftentimes try to replace things. And then when those things don't fulfill what it was originally designed to be, then we get frustrated with God. Like it's his fault. So like we go to church and we say, this is, this is God's presence to me. It's at church. The reality is yes, God's right. presence dwells in those places. Cause like Andrew just read, like his believers are in those places. So the spirit is there. Um, but like that is going to fail you at some point because you're not seeking God's presence. You're seeking you know, community, you're seeking relationship. You're, you're thinking, um, yeah. that one thing is one thing. Um, you're thinking one thing is a different thing when it's, when it's actually just one thing. Um, so I, I say all that. To yeah. Say, you're, like, you're viewing it as like, if I could just get in that tabernacle where the smoke is or the fire is mm-hmm. right. Like, and, yep. and keep going, but it's like, it's like looking at it. It's like, that is the only place God is at. Like that is my one but, time a week or two time a week place. 
but yeah, and then you wonder okay. where's God in this is but there, like there's a work that has yeah. to be done for you to foster a relationship with Jesus so you can find that presence at all times right like we have that direct connection not saying that God isn't there but you do have to learn how to re- like relate to him like you do have to learn how to yeah. to interact with him like those are things that that are skills that you do need to figure out and learn um, but that only comes with time, like any relationship, right? Like, just like you know, if you're you're dating a new girl, like there's you got to figure out how to relate to them and interact with them. Like that's that's a thing. Um, so the same is still true with relationship with God. And I think oftentimes we're not willing to put in the work um, to find those places, so we can always be in God's presence. So we can always sit in these places that we can have. You know, like um, David said in Psalm one thirty nine, like. Of course, God's going to be everywhere. No matter where I go, God is there. Even when I'm falling, God is there, right? Because he's had this relationship. He's figured out this peace. Um, and I think so many of us as, as Christians have, have missed out on that. And then we wonder, and then we just blame God. It's not even wonder. We just blame him. Um, like, well, God, you're not here for me right now, right? Because you've created this expectation of, you know, for, for me to feel like God is here, he's doing stuff for me. Or for me to feel that God is here, I'm getting these, I'm getting the tingly, you know, feels, um, all these things that are that are fleeting at best, um, because depth of relationship, like yes, it gives you those things, but those aren't the end goal of those things. It's the depth of the relationship. Um, so I think there's that piece too that's at play that we can we can really lean into um, understanding and, and falling in love with, and fat being infatuated with. God to, to dig into this this relationship and to learn more about him, which is only going to help you see him better um, in the everyday, in the mundane, in the little things of like, I, I see I see you winking at me or, I, you know, the, the prodding uh, as you're walking into whatever, a store, a workplace, a school where God's like, hey, just want you to know I love you today and this is what I want you to do. Um, yeah. but we miss all that because we just, we just don't invest enough time into the relationship. And then we wonder why God isn't blessing, um, when we think he should be blessing or isn't present when we think he should be present when in reality he's present, you're just not recognizing it. You didn't go anywhere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, even Jeremiah 23 verse 24 says, can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? Question mark. You know, like I'm in I'm in all things. Like you can't hide where I'm not gonna see you. And even greater than just seeing you, you know, like we have access to God, the creator of all things, um at all times. Like, and maybe we can choose to ignore his presence or choose to think. He's only present in certain times or certain places, um, but realistically, like that's not that's not the God we serve. And I think the like head knowledge of that, like my my most practical application. I feel like a broken record, but it I think it comes back to the way we relate to God and primarily how we relate to God through prayer. Like, man, when we know. God is present all the time in all things, and and we can choose to access His presence, but through prayer and through, you know, through a lot of things, but especially through prayer, man. Like that's how we, that's how we build the relationship with God. Like you were talking, it's like dating somebody. It's like how you get to know God on that personal level. 
is communication. Like, and that can be that can be out loud. It can be in your head. Jesus says when you when you pray, go into a room and close the door and pray to your Father who's in heaven. Like, you don't have to do it in public. You don't have to do it in the temple of that day. You don't have to do it just in your church sanctuary during the ten minutes. There's an altar call. I see you talking, Josh, but you're on mute. Um, you don't have to do it no. just in Sorry. those. I said certain... I was. I was saying I don't pray in public because of those verses intentionally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Prayer in public other than at when all. you like have Zero to. Zilch. Not. It, what? No. Even in, even in on. even in church services where it's like my time to pray, I just don't. Do really. It. We just sit in silence. That's cool. Hey. No, I'm. I'm kidding. I, I, that's not, I don't. I do not pray at meals. <laughs> yeah. That is a thing I do but, not do because of this reason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It weirded me out for about you very early <laughs> on. I'm like, this guy, this pastor doesn't even play, pray at meals. What's up? But no. then I figured, you know, got to know you. But all I'm saying is like, even when Jesus talked about it, he's like, it's for all the time. It's for any place. Like he went off and prayed in deserts. He, went, he prayed in the tent he was sleeping in at night. He He prayed wherever he was. He didn't save his like prayer request and relating to God time for when he was in a temple. Like, that's not how he rolled. That's not how he taught his disciples to do things. Um, It's not what he modeled. So for us, I think it's the head knowledge of like, man, if God is present in all people at all times, um, waiting for us to kind of choose to, to be present with him too, then like, yeah, there's still an awesome place for church. There's still a, a great place for even conferences. Like, there's a great place for intentional, commu- like, fellowship with other believers. All of that, yes. But you're not limited in where you reach God. You you can be sitting in your home office. You can be at a, in a cubicle at a big building. You can be standing in the shower, you could be grabbing the chicken eggs, you can be in line at Starbucks, you can be anywhere that you are. God is present already and and if we have that mentality, then like man, we can talk to him about anything at any time and expect that he hears. Like he doesn't just see where we are and know where we're at like a little dot on a map. It's not that. It's like God is fully present at all times and and we can choose to to understand that or not you know but if we do then then i think it just switches the way we relate, relate to him like we don't we can be pretty low key about it we don't have to we don't have to pray an exact right prayer all the time we can just talk to him you know and and talk to him like he actually knows us cuz he does and like he's already with us cuz he is so so that's my like big application man is like i think when you understand this, maybe it breaks down temptation to say God is just in certain places at certain times if I do certain things, you know, things that we might call religious. Like, it breaks that down, and it makes God way more relatable. And and mm-hmm. also, like, he loves us. He cares about us. He chooses to be present. I'm sure he doesn't have to, you know? Like, uh, I'm sure God isn't forced to to be present at all times with all people, but um, but man, he chooses to because he wants relationship with us. So 
I know I only have like three minutes left and I've rambled for a long time, but I wanted to get out like what is an application I see? Is there an application you see that's that's different or like how how do you see like taking this head knowledge and applying it to our days? Yeah, I think man. Yeah, I wish there was like a simple application piece that we could all wrap our heads around and make it perfect and, and clean, but I, I think it's this piece of like that God is is vast and God is is overwhelming oftentimes, but God is also, you know, personal and, and relational at the same time at all it like there's a complexity of all God, of God. And I think as we go through all these different attributes and we think of, you know, God being love and God being holy and God being just and God being on time and God being all knowing and now God being, you know, present uh, everywhere. Um, I think there's this piece that um, we can start to maybe get a better picture of God operates on a much grander scale and time and understanding than we ever will. Like on your best days with your best thoughts, you're so far from God um, in terms of intellectual capacity and understanding. Um, and I think this is where a relationship with him, like this is where trust enters into the picture. Um, right. Like faith is just the increase of trust for us over and over and over again. And he's proven, you know, even in your own life, if you took the time to take an account for it, like he's proven that, you know, he's trustworthy, right? Like if he said something's going to happen, it's going to happen. If he said he's going to be somewhere, he's going to be somewhere. Um, this is who God is. And I think there's this trust inside of us where hopefully it feels, we can feel safer and safer of, Hey, God, like, um, I know you're going to come through in this moment. Um, I know you're going to show up in this moment, not necessarily how I want you to or in the way that I am, but you're going to be there. And that's what I need. Um, so that trust can increase inside of us that he is trustworthy. So we can lean into that trust. And when he says, Hey, Josh, I want you to, uh, uh, I want you to talk through this, you know, difficult thing that's happened in your past with me. Well, he's trustworthy. He's going to keep that safe. Um, or it's going to be, Hey Josh, I want you to go to this place and have this conversation with this person. I know, I know it's scary, but I've got you. Even if it ends up badly, I've, I've got you. Um, and we can build trust in those places. And I think all too often we don't see the big things in our lives, um, with God, you know, the, the axe type encounters with other people and being used by God in those ways, because our faith just has never increased enough to get to the place where we actually take the risk to do those things. Um, and that all comes back to, well, we just don't think God is trustworthy enough, um, that his ways, you know, he doesn't fully understand my situation. He doesn't fully understand me. Um, but the reality is we learned this whole series. Like he does like, (laughs) come on. Um, and just, just text me probably because he's like, Hey, I got to bounce. Cause I just saw what time it was. Uh, Andrew, any final exactly. thoughts on r- this last one? No, this is, this is great, man. And I, I agree with everything you're saying. So sorry. I got to jump just you're a good. little bit soon, buddy. Good to see you. Um, so I, I think there's that piece of, of this faith that we just continue to trust, right? Like that's, that's really the action step on, on our lives. Um, you know, as we build and foster relationship, we choose to trust in the midst of that relationship. We choose to trust his guiding, his path, his ways. We choose to trust, um, that relationship. We choose to trust, um, vulnerability in that place. And that is a safe place. All these different things where trust just gets increased and increased. And hopefully as we've gone through this series, you know, 
one thing at least I've taken out of it, and hopefully you have as well, is this this idea that you know God is trustworthy. Like, look at all these different attributes as they play in together. Like, He's got this. He's He's bigger than all of this. He's whether I feel overwhelmed or it feels too confusing to me. Like, that's not true of of God. Um, so there's the beauty of of what. Um, of what at least for me this series has brought out and hopefully it's been a similar uh, situation for you that you can just choose and it is a choice like choose to trust God today um, with those decisions that he's putting in front of you Um, I know they could feel scary I know you're like I don't know if I can pull this off if that's what he's asking me to do it's okay Uh, if he's called you to it he'll call you through it Um, maybe not right in this moment um, but to the you know when it comes to the end of it it will come to fruition because he said it and it will be um, so hopefully hopefully this series has been great for you. Um, in all honesty, we're really looking forward to the next series as we dig into uh, the Lord's Prayer um, and kind of the different aspects of that uh, as, as we continue through this Jesus Life podcast. But as always, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks for the shares. Um, thanks for telling your friends, your family. I'm getting these messages out. Um, you know, we think that we have the hope that's found in Christ and Christ alone. And if this could be a tool for that, um, you know, we're, we're greatly honored. But thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.